All right, welcome to the Maximum Hoops Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Maxey. And free agency has begun, and we got some big things to talk about. So, as we know, that uh, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on June 30th opened up the free agency windows, but that did not stop from earlier today. Uh, we had a couple bombshells. I have not been on since a lot of this has happened, uh, taking a little mini vacation. So let's uh, get you caught up, and I'll give you my opinions and whatnot going from there. So uh, the 30th of um, of June was a very, very, very busy day. Uh, so the, the day started with Denver and Washington coming up with a deal with Washington acquiring Monty Morris and Will Barton. Monty Morris presumably will be their new starting point guard. Uh, Will Barton's going to bring them energy off the bench, probably play some two, some three. Uh, could possibly maybe start at the three. We'll have to see how they round out their rotation. Uh, for Denver, they acquired KCP, who they feel is a better defender. He really is a better defender. But they uh, took a, um, a lesser uh, backup point guard in Ish Smith, who um, I don't know what number team this is on, but this is like 16 or 14 or something. It's absolutely crazy how many teams this guy's been on. So Denver and Washington started out the day making a trade, and then came something interesting. Uh, so with the Washington Denver trade, I would I would say probably a B for both teams. Then came we heard Dejounte Murray's name was going to be was available. We knew Atlanta was hot after him, so Atlanta was able to secure Dejounte Murray. Uh, they gave up Danilo Gallinari, who they were going to give up regardless of whether they cut him or or whatever. Um, and then they gave up three first-round picks and a first-round pick swap. So, very... Uh, <laughs> uh, that's a lot to give up for DeJounte Murray, but John, DeJounte Murray and Trey Young are going to form a pretty decent backcourt. Uh, both good ball handlers. This allows uh, Trey to maybe play a little bit more off the ball. It allows DeJounte Murray to be their, a better defender than they've had at, at, you know, at the other guard spot. Um, they're kind of interchangeable. Uh, Murray is a lot bigger uh, obviously, Trey is only a six-one, uh, so this is a, a, a very good trade for Atlanta. San Antonio getting rid of Murray so quickly, I was very, very confused at this whole thing. They are in a rebuild, um, but I just figured Murray would be a part of it. He's on a pretty cheap salary right now, comparing him to a lot of the players that um, have been getting signed lately. I mean, he's only owed eighteen and nineteen, uh, but apparently, he was not going to sign a long-term deal, and they thought that they could get. Uh, some value for them, and they did. They got three firsts and a first-round pick swap. So uh, they did really well. Uh, would like to I, – I, I actually can't wait for the NBA season starts. I want to see a Murray um, young backcourt, see how uh, how good how good they could be um, with that. Uh, Gallinari was bought out of San Antonio. Actually, I think he was just flat-out cut. Um because his salary is only guaranteed for a little bit. They pushed it back to make this deal. Uh, San Antonio is going to get uh, three first-round picks with it, and I think 2024 is their pick swap. So uh, they did very, very well here. Um, would, uh, <laughs> I, 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 you know, I, I don't know who's going to play point guard for them right now, but they're still in a position where they can absorb some contracts, and uh, we'll have to see. Um, unless they think Josh Primo can move into a starting point guard position now. Not really sure he's a point guard, but... Uh, we'll have to see. Then an interesting trade happened. So Brooklyn acquired Royce O'Neal from Utah. Um, 
for a 2023 first round pick. Um, the, the, the funny thing about this is, is um, what both teams did after this or what both teams are projected to be doing after this. So, so those three trades started off free agency, obviously before free agency got going. Then blockbuster news came as Kevin Durant earlier in the day asked for a trade and that threw a lot of things uh a lot of things um up in the um up in the air and uh um so you know he's uh, currently still a Brooklyn net uh not sure how long it's gonna be but uh that definitely sent shockwaves shockwaves down the um down the NBA circles and uh whatnot so um but so we're gonna come back. I'm going to we're gonna take a quick break because uh, whew, I'm gonna have a lot to talk about because a lot of teams made some uh, free agent signings. Um, Knicks might have did a little bit of tampering. So uh, I usually grade uh, picks, but things came so fast I was not available. So we're just gonna go through every team's. T- I'll do a little you know, talk about a little bit of each one of them. So we'll come right back and then we'll get into the freedom signings and uh, what I liked and what I didn't like and how uh, possible uh, they will fit with their new teams. We'll be right back. Okay, so that was a quick little recap of how the day of free agency started and like I said it started off with three trades and you know a lot of teams not so much this year use trades to fill their roster out in free agency and um, I thought there might be more of that this year um, but it, it, it definitely definitely was not the case but uh, anyways let's go through some let's go through all 30 teams we're gonna do it quickly I, I know it, it gets really you know, hard to listen to this, but uh, obviously with the Atlanta Hawks um, securing Dajonte Murray, uh, Trey Young, uh, they they've been searching for a backup point guard for a long time. Uh, they did sign Aaron Holiday uh, to a, I, I believe it was a veteran minimum. Really good signing. I think that was um, uh, that. That that's going to be a nice little rotation with their guards, and if they uh, if they continue to to use uh, Bogdanovich off the bench, that's going to be really nice to do. Um, the Celtics, the Celtics, we'll talk about another trade that they made, but uh, free agency. Um, Luke Cornett, they signed. Uh, you know, not to get excited over this, he's just going to be a backup or probably a third string center. I don't know how much run he's going to get. Brooklyn, obviously. We do not know what's going to happen with Kevin, Dar- Gern- uh, Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving. They both really want to be out, supposedly. Um, but they did re- uh, re-sign Nick Claxton on a two-year deal. He will return. Um, Kessler Edwards just returned uh, on, a, on a multi-year deal. Uh, and they got Patty Mills to return. And then... And I think what was a shocking move, T.J. Warren agrees to a one-year deal. And I, I believe it's the vet minimum, which I don't know why the Lakers did not pursue him. That, that, that was a guy who would be a really good second-unit player for the Lakers. Um, but anyways, uh, Brooklyn, um, they did pretty good with the T.J. Warren. Now, it's, all, it's hard to gauge Brooklyn because of the whole Durant-Kyrie thing. But um, regardless... Uh, they, um, 
they were able to sign him and, and keep some of their uh, core intact. Uh, the Charlotte Hornets reach, uh, will be bringing back Cody Martin on a four-year, $32 million deal. Uh, I think it's kind of a bit for Cody Martin, but uh, obviously they're not bringing back Miles Bridges. I think that uh, has sailed. Uh, his whole domestic violence little arrest is uh, really weighing on Charlotte. I don't think they're bringing him back. So they they uh, were able to, um, you know, add some depth or keep some depth with Cody Martin. The Bulls, Zach Levine resigns. That was the big thing. So uh, I didn't think he was going anywhere. I mean, we heard lots of reports that, you know, he could possibly be gone. But he signs a five-year maximum deal to return to the Bulls. Um Derek Jones returns, and then I thought two shocking signings. Andre Drummond on a one-year deal to back up Nikola Vucevic, and uh, Goran Dragic, so a one-year deal. Uh, they have a lot of guards on their roster, uh, so I mean, I don't know if a move's coming or what, but uh, uh, could Kobe White be possibly, you know, uh, be dangled over there. Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, are they still trying to trade Vucevic? It only seemed like they really wanted to get Gobert, but um, not really 100% sure there. The, the main thing was was getting back Levine. Uh, you know, they were really good last year. If they can get a healthy Lonzo ball back, I think the Bulls are going to be a playoff team. So that was important to return uh, Zach Levine um, to the roster. So um, let's go the Cleveland Cavaliers. So the Cleveland Cavaliers signed uh, Darius Garland to a five-year extension. So they've locked up their starting point guard. Um, they bring back rookie Rubio on a three-year $18.5 million deal, which is a nice little get as your backup point guard. And then they got uh, third-string point guard Raul Neto uh, uh, for one year. And then they got Robin Lopez for some uh, as a backup center. He agrees to a one-year deal. Um, the Lopez signs, I'm a little, uh, I, I like it, but I'm a little surprised he didn't try uh you know he didn't get a uh i mean there's a couple teams where i think he could have got more playing time because obviously they're going to use mobley at center at times jared allen's their starter but regardless uh that was i thought was a really good signing um rubio gives them uh stability in the second unit nato is there in case rubio's not ready so i, I like what cleveland did there obviously they still have colin sexton going uh we'll talk about that um at the end of uh, my free agency so um updates so dallas uh uh brings back theo pinson who nice player comes back on a one-year deal i'm sure there's not much guaranteed there but uh they did sign javel mcgee to a three-year deal and uh javel mcgee kind of ran his mouth and said that he was promised a starting center spot so does that mean they're moving christian wood to the four so i mean a lot of teams have gone back to this double big man lineup so uh, is, is that possible for Dallas? I mean, they're going to be really, really tall because obviously they lose Jalen Brunson. That's a big hit. Um, we'll talk about that in a minute when, I, when we get to the Knicks. Um, so I, I don't know who's going to be the backcourt mate with uh, Luca, but they're going to be pretty, pretty big. So we'll have to we'll have to see how that goes. So Dallas brings, back, brings in JaVale McGee as another big man. So we'll have to see. Denver MVP Yakola Jokic signs a five-year contract extension, like two hundred and sixty million dollars or something. 
just absolutely asinine money, man. And uh, and he and he signed there. Then they brought in DeAndre Jordan to be his backup. And DeAndre Jordan has really struggled the last like couple years. So I'm not 100% sure what's going on with this signing. Um, but they bring in Devon Reed, uh, returns on a two-year deal. And then in a surprise uh, signing, they sign a two-year $13 million deal for Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown's a nice little get off the bench. He's going to be a guy who I think could uh, get some minutes off the bench and um, and actually be a contributor. Uh, playing, He can play uh, the one, two, three, maybe even some four. Very versatile player. Uh, I think that was a very good find for, for Denver. Um so Detroit re-signed Marvin Bagley III, which we had heard rumblings of. He's probably going to be the starting power forward. Um, and then they took a flyer on Kevin Knox, a two-year, $6 million deal. So um, low money to bring in a guy who was a lottery pick who could possibly turn it around, especially on a team where he, if, if he can get some minutes on the second unit. So I actually kind of like that pick. So uh, Golden State. So Golden State returns Kavon Looney on a three-year deal, which I I thought they would let Looney walk or or Looney would walk in general because um, of the fact that uh, I, they were ready to hand the center reins to uh, James Wiseman. But uh, I mean, Looney did not come on a big uh, a big deal. I think it was a thirty million dollar deal. So, I mean, if they decide to make Wiseman, maybe it was $25 million, I can't remember. If they decide to bring Wiseman off the bench or start him, I don't think it's that big of a deal. But Wiseman, I think, is going to be eventually be the real deal um, in Golden State. Uh, they did lose Gary Payton to second, which we'll talk about uh, when we get to Portland. Uh, but Dante DiVincenzo signed a two-year deal, and I think the second year is not fully guaranteed. So, um, uh, you know... Sacramento made some moves when you and then you're like, okay, yeah, they're not going to, um, they're not going to, uh, uh, bring back DiVincenzo. So he goes to Golden State. This will be his third team. So we'll have to see how he fits into the rotation. Which does that bump Moses Moody now down the? I don't know. You know, I thought Moses Moody was ready to be uh, a contributor, but we'll have to see how that works out. The Houston Rockets, the only uh, signing that they've done really right now is they got a Jason Tate out of a three-year deal. Um, now, he could. Now, they're still trying to deal Eric Gordon. If he could, uh, uh, if they can get rid of Gordon, he could slide into the starting small forward spot, or he could be a good player off the bench. But he signed a three-year deal. Indiana signed Jalen Smith on a two-year deal. Now, I would not be surprised if he is their starting power forward next to Miles Turner. But we're also hearing that Miles Turner, his name is being bandied around. They seem to be still in the, in the market for DeAndre Ayton, who we'll cover in a, in a few. Um, but uh, Jalen Smith could be their starting power forward. The Clippers re-signed Nicholas Batum for a two-year deal, Amir Coffey on a three-year deal, and then a Avika Subak agreed to an extension, so um, they locked up, you know, uh, some players who, um, you know, were on their uh, rotation last year. Obviously, they don't need much because they're, they're going to get a healthy Paul George and a healthy Kawhi Leonard back. But the the, the signing that 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 really has me uh, wondering how good this team can be is the John Wall signing. We haven't seen John Wall play in a couple years, basically because he's been well, he went through injuries plus. Um, uh, then he's basically put sent to Houston, and then he was put on the shelf, basically uh, 
hasn't played in a while. But he has a chance to start for them, moving Reggie Jackson to the bench, which just makes them, um, uh, you know, really um, even deeper. So um, that's what they did. So let's go to the Lakers, who have made some very, very uh, um, interesting moves, I should say. So they assigned Lonnie Walker to a one-year $6.4 million deal. Uh, you know... Lonnie Walker did okay for San Antonio, um, was kind of a disappointment, but um, gets a second chance in L.A. They signed Damian Jones and Thomas Bryan to be the starting center and backup center. Not sure how that'll go. Um, and then uh, Troy Brown and Juan Toscano-Anderson. They got uh, Toscano-Anderson from the Golden State, and they got Troy Brown, who was with the Bulls last year. So... Um, They've gotten younger. They didn't go get the old vets like last year, like they did with uh, with um, uh, Carmelo and um, so. Then um, we can move over to the Memphis Grizzlies. The Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, they signed John Morant to a five-year extension. I don't know what it was, like $231 million or something. Just uh, a shit ton of money. Um, and then they and then they re, uh, re-upped with his uh, backup. Tyus Jones returns on a two-year deal. There was talk that he might possibly uh, be a target for Washington, but then when Washington made that trade uh, to acquire Monty Morris, they kind of threw that out. So, um, so uh, Morant and, and Tyus Jones... Um, they, they secure their point guard spots. I kind of sneaky think that um, Memphis might make a move. They said they're not going to, but I think if something were to happen and they could make a sneaky move, um, I think I think I really do think they could do it. So watch out for Memphis here coming the rest of this offseason. Miami, Miami surprised me. They brought back Victor Oladipo. We were hearing that he was done, done with Miami. But um, no, no, obviously not. He returns. Uh, they bring back uh, Dwayne Dedman, two years. And then they got Caleb Martin on a three-year, um, I think a $20 million deal, so just under seven a year, to come and uh, give them depth. The Martin twins, man, uh, good players. They really are both uh, one undrafted, one second-round pick. Uh, but, man, they've, they've made the most of it, and Caleb Martin will go to Miami. <clears throat> so the Bucks, So the Bucks bring back Bobby Porras on a four-year deal. That was priority number one. Um, they brought back Matt Wesley Matthews on a one-year deal, Javon Carter on a two-year deal, and not sure why they brought back Serge Ibaka, but they brought him back on a one-year deal. He's basically going to be a, a garbage time center. But they did sign Joe Ingles to a one-year deal. I hopefully he comes out. They needed some um, wing depth, some wing defense, some three and D. Uh, Ingles gives them that when healthy. Uh, he's coming off an ACL. Don't know when he'll be available, but they really just need him for the playoffs. So that was a good, a, a, a good signing for the Bucks. Uh, the Bucks need to be healthy if they want to challenge Boston. So let's go to Minnesota. Minnesota. The big thing they did was they, they signed Carl Anthony Towns to a four-year contract extension. So they got Carl Anthony Towns now for five more years. Um, they brought back Tayshaw, uh, Toreen Prince. Um, on two-year deal, um, and obviously I'll talk about their trade uh, on the next segment, 
but um, they cleared out some uh, uh, depth by the Taurine. Uh, so Taurine Prince is going to be able to probably get a lot more playing time. Possibly could start at three. Uh, Kyle Anderson agreed to a two-year deal. He could start at three. Um, if you have listened to me, you know that I'm not the biggest Kyle Anderson fan. He's an, uh, an average. To me, he's an average player. I don't think he should be a starter in this league. Uh, but he has been a starter for San Antonio, and he was a big contributor for for uh, Memphis. So um, that's and the, oh, and then they also got uh, Bryn Forbes uh, agreed to a deal. So he's just going to be a little spark plug uh, guard off the bench. Um, New Orleans has not added anybody. Trade, free agency, didn't, it doesn't matter. But they did agree to a five-year contract extension with Zion Williamson. So now he'll be there for the next six years. Um, you know, everyone just is assuming he's going to ask for a trade at one point. So, all right, let's go to the Knicks. So the Knicks, they stole Jalen Brunson from New York for a four-year, $110 million contract. So, um, how do I, so they're going to get tampering issues. Uh, This deal was the first one struck. Uh, Not surprising. We've been hearing rumblings about it, but obviously Leon Rose was his agent. Leon's kid is his agent now. Rick Brunson was just hired to be his, uh, uh, be a coach on New York staff. Um, Yeah. So uh, this has just had all the makings of he was going there. So he's going to be your starting point guard in New York. They're going to probably lose a second-round pick, maybe multiple second-round picks because theirs was so blatant. Um, whatnot. Uh, they did bring back Mitchell Robinson on a four-year $60 million deal. Uh, he's going to continue to be their starting center. Uh, he's not really a switchable big. Um, he, he, he gets beat a lot of it on pick and rolls. Uh, but... I feel like he still offers a lot of defense, um, rim protection, and, and and is a lot of threat for New York. So I, I, at fifteen million a pop, I think they got they have a cheap, in my opinion, NBA center. Um, Isaiah Hartenstein, Hartenstein uh, goes uh, agrees to a two year deal. Uh, he so he comes from the Clippers. Um, the way Twitter's making him out to be, it's like like he's the next coming. I, I don't get it. Uh, an okay player, good passer for a center, uh, can can shoot from three-pointers. Um, so you, you're going to see him on the second unit probably get enough the green light. But um, once again, yeah. So Oklahoma City Thunder did not add anybody new to the team. Obviously, they are very excited with their draft, uh, put three players that are probably going to get a lot of play. Actually, four players, I'm sorry. They're going to get a lot that are going to get a lot of run. So uh, free agency was not really their thing. They did lock up Lou Dort to a five-year deal for $87.5 million, which I think is a shit ton for Lou Dort. Um, he's a good defender. He's a 3 and D guy, but he's more D than 3, if, you, if that makes sense. Um, I would have liked to see them not spend that much money on him. But anyways, uh, Lou Dort, five-year deal, $87.5 million. Uh, I'm assuming he's going to continue to be their starting small forward. Um, but he's on a pretty good deal. He, he could be traded because um, they're going to want to get some of these youngsters into into the rotation. And uh, I, I don't I, I don't think he'll play to all five years in Oklahoma City. So 
the team that surprises me the most is the Orlando Magic. Because I, if, if you were to told me two players that will not return to their team, I would have told you Gary Harris and Mo Bamba. And yet, Orlando signed both of them. First of all, they gave Mo Bamba's number up to Paolo Boncaro already. So, what's going to happen there? I mean, I, I assume when they gave uh, Boncaro number five, Mo Bamba's time was done. Well, they signed him to a two-year, $21 million deal. They signed Gary Harris to a two-year, $26 million deal. They have a freaking boatload of guards. Uh, RJ Hampton needs to run. Uh, Cole Anthony needs to run. I mean, I'm wondering if Gary Harris is traded by by the deadline, maybe. Um, but I, I, I'm, I'm really confused by them re-signing him. Um, you know, it, uh, just confusing to me, if you, if you know what I'm saying. But uh, Mo Bamba Wolf, he was a starter for most of the season last year. Uh, he definitely probably will not be starting this year. Um, but anyways, I'm just, the Orlando Magic, their signings just have me baffled, really. So, but there wasn't a lot of money to be given around to guys like Gary Harris and Mo Bamba. And that might be another reason why they were re-signed. So, that's what it is. <laughs> Philadelphia decided to grab a couple ex Rockets, they uh, agreed to a three-year, $30 million deal with P.J. Tucker. Um, Daniel House agrees to a two-year deal. Uh, uh, James Harden opted out of his um, out of his $47 million option. Um, so that was um, kind of, uh, not, I don't want to say surprising, because apparently he needed to opt out for this P.J. Tucker deal to go through. So uh, we're just any minute, day, any day now. You should hear of James Harden signing, probably in a three-year, hundred million dollar range. Um, so we'll have, we'll, we'll have to see. Uh, but he's definitely going to take lower than forty-seven million dollars, which I never thought I'd hear James Harden do. So the Phoenix Suns, uh, Devin Booker signs a four-year extension. That was a no-brainer. He's their best player. No brainer. He could play. He could play uh, off the ball. He could play on the ball. He creates his own shots. He's he's just he's just a stud. He's just a stud. And then they were able to grab Damian Lee on a one year deal from Golden State, Josh Kogi on a one year deal from Minnesota, and then they re uh, upped with uh, Bismack Biombo. So um, they got some depth at the at the um, they got some depth at the um, at the guard spots. You know they're still. Uh, DeAndre Ayton still isn't signed yet, so we'll see what happens with them. Um, I'll get with them in a minute. Um, so let's move on to Portland. So Portland signed uh, Anthony Simons to a four-year, $100 million extension. Um, now, I don't know if he starts with, if he's going to start with um, uh, Damian Lillard. It's kind of an awfully small backcourt. Um, but, uh, I mean, with that, you, I don't know what, I don't know what their, their plan is. Um, I could have seen him be signed and traded because uh, him and Lillard are kind of, I mean, they're very similar players. Um, obviously, uh, Lillard's a better player, but anyways, they agreed to a four-year extension. Uh, not a lot of money, um, so I think in a couple years that could be tradable if he becomes, I, I just think they, being on the same team with Damian Lillard is going to kind of hold down Anthony Simons, but um, I don't know. So they... Uh, Joseph Nurkic returns to be the starting center on a four-year deal. Drew Eubanks returns on a one-year deal. He'll be a backup big off the bench. And then in a surprise uh, uh, 
got a surprise uh, um, signing. Uh, Gary Payton, the second, agreed to a three-year deal. So this is something they could do. They could start Gary Payton, who is a really good defender, not a good shooter. Um, it, there's a lot of different things. Gary Payton could probably play the two to three, maybe some one. He could pressure uh, opposing um, point guards. Uh, very good, very good uh, signing. Uh, not sure how he's going to fit in the rotation yet, but I, I would think he's going to come off the bench to start. But uh, Anthony Simons um, probably gets the nod as a starter. So, so the Sacramento Kings agreed to a two-year deal with Malik Monk. Um, I believe it was like $20 million or something like that. Well, Malik Monk has a chance to be their starting uh, shooting guard. I think that was an opportunity he could not pass. So Malik Monk um, goes to Sacramento, makes them better. Keegan Murray makes them better. Sacramento, in my opinion, is better. That's all you can ask. Could they still make a trade? Yes. Don't know what they're, you know, don't know what they're going to be able to do, but yes, uh, Sacramento with Malik Monk, and um, we'll talk about their trade here in a little bit. Uh, San Antonio signed Gorch Jang to a one-year deal to be a second or third center, um, but I, I don't know. San Antonio still has a lot of wings. I, I don't think they're done yet. I do not think they're done yet. I don't. I would not put them past them trading Poitel, uh, Doug McDermott. Um, maybe one of their uh, wings, Keldon Johnson, maybe. Someone's, they're going to make a move. Um, Toronto signed, uh, signed Chris Boucher to a three-year deal. Signed Thaddeus Young to a new deal to return. And then they signed Otto Porter Jr. for a two-year deal away from the champion Golden State Warriors. So, uh, not sure. Their roster's a little bit unbalanced, if you will. They really need a center. They got to figure out what to do. Uh, they're going to probably have to dangle Ojo Anobi. Um, obviously, they're in the mix for Kevin Durant um, and whatnot. So Utah has not made any signings yet. Um, they made a couple trades. Uh, Washington. Washington signs Bradley Beal to a five-year deal. He opted out. They signed him to a five-year deal. Um, they also signed uh, Anthony Gill, who will be returning, and then Delon Wright came over on a two-year deal. He was with Atlanta last year, and um, he's going to give them depth. Uh, I could see him probably, maybe him and Monty Morris maybe fighting for the starting point guard spot. I think Monty Morris will win it. So, but uh, there was a couple, there's some trades that happened as well. We're going to come back, and uh, we will talk about those trades, and, um, and, and and go over them. Maybe I'll do a little uh, trade grading too. So, we'll be right back. Um, I hope you so far are enjoying um, the, the free agency recap. So, uh, we'll be right back. All right. Welcome back. So that was a quick recap of the free agent signings heading into, um, or that just happened through the moratorium. Now they will be official today or whenever they sign them. Um, they, that was a negotiating period. Obviously, the Knicks did a little bit of shadiness. They, um, they, uh, you know, made um, they made a play for Jalen Brunson a lot sooner than they should have. So, but um, blockbuster trade happened over the weekend, and it saw the Minnesota Timberwolves acquire center Rudy Gobert from Utah. 
four. Point guard, Patrick Beverly. Shooting guard, Malik Beasley. And, Le- and Leandro Balboro. Balmoro. Forward, Jared Vanderbilt. The draft rights to newly drafted center, Walker Kessler. 2023, 2025, 2027, and 2029 first-round draft picks. And a 2026 first-round pick swap. Wow. I don't know what to how to start this off, but say wow. So, obviously, Minnesota's whole goal was to move um, Carl Anthony Towns back over to um, uh, power forward, get him a defensive-minded center. We had heard Gobert's name. We heard Capella's name. Um, they wanted a rim-protecting center. They got it. I, I know a lot of people are very upset with this trade for Minnesota, thinking they gave up a lot. And they did give up a lot. I, I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna sugarcoat it. They gave up a, a shit ton right there. Um, but they cleared out. Okay, think about it this way. So they cleared out like a log jam in their wing spots. Um, and Vanderbilt's not really a wing, but he, he can be a wing. But you know what I'm saying? He, he plays like a wing as a forward. Um, so they cleared out a little bit of their wing spot. They moved off Pat Beverly, which I'm, I, I, I mean, they probably would have liked if Pat, Pat Beverly, but they needed to move out. I'm sure they tried to dangle D'Angelo Russell, and they said no. So Russell will probably move back to point guard, which I don't think is his natural position. Now you can move Anthony Edwards back to shooting guard. Um, uh, this is what I was talking about Minnesota. This is where I said that Torian Prince has a chance to be a, a starter now um, as a three. Uh, they could be a really tough three if they have him uh, up front with Carl uh, Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert. So Rudy Gobert struggled in the playoffs with his switchability, um, his uh, you know his ability when uh, when on a pick and rolls he was getting burned. Um, but I, I, well, that was all true. I mean, the thing is, the thing is, is you got to look at it situational, situational. They had no one else, no one else that could even remotely protect um, the paint or remotely help on, on switches in Utah. They really didn't. Um, Mike Conley, not, not, not the the answer. Um, stuff like that. So. Uh, if they were doing a one-five pick and roll, it's very hard for. I mean, Rudy Gobert was not going to be able to get back on a point guard. Um, with Minnesota, you got if they, it, no matter how the pick and roll goes, I, I think that um, they they got guys who can help out. Torin Prince, they got um, um, uh, you know Anthony Edwards. They got. They got athletes. They really do. They have athletes that can help out in the pick and rolls. Uh, Gobert can um, protect the rim. On offense, he's going to be pretty much useless. Which I think if they, I think if they take their defense, um, I don't think this is a fail for for Minnesota. Like I hear a lot of people because of all the shit they gave up for them. But with that said, I think you're going to see um, you're going you're going to go you're going to see. Now they have added defense to their already potent offense. I think Anthony Edwards is just getting better every freaking year, and he—I think he's going to have another great season next year. If D'Angelo Russell can get his head out of his ass and shit together, um, 
you know, he could be a point guard on this team because he doesn't need to score. Because you have Towns, you have Russell, you have guys that can come off the bench. You've got guys that can score. Um, so Russell needs to uh, be able to be a distributor um, first and then score second, which has not really always been, you know, the situation he's in. Um, uh, and now he, he's got a lob threat with Rudy Gobert. Um, this is, uh, you know, Carl uh, uh, Anthony Towns can stretch out. So obviously they're going to be playing a four, a four out one in offense. Um, Rudy Gobert is going to be an offensive uh, rebounding machine. Kick it right back out to Anthony Edwards. I think that's really good. That's a lot to give up. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. That's a lot to give up. And now the, the whole Kevin Durant saga is making things um, like they want more than what they gave up. And, and, and Minnesota gave up a, a, a boatload of shit. A boatload of shit for um, Gobert. So Durant wants more. So there's that that they're set a precedent that, that that didn't need to be set. But regardless, so now they're giving up picks, and if Minnesota is is on the upswing, then these picks that they're giving them are going to be late first rounders. Which, let's be honest, um, you almost uh, you gotta get lucky to get a late first rounder to be a superstar or even a potential that Rudy Gobert is, if that makes sense. Um, you know. Um, Obviously, uh, Malik Beasley gave him a lot of uh, firepower off the bench. Patrick Beverly was a was a real a real emotional uh, leader for Minnesota. Kind of the reason that they excelled and and propelled themselves into the playoff picture. But uh, I mean, to get Rudy Gobert, they had to give up a lot. Um, Balmoral never played. Vanderbilt was nice, but you know, I, he was a nice player. Um, but it's. I don't think that this is um, this is a, 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 a travesty for for Minnesota, like some people in the media have made it out to be. Um, I think it, the switching on defense might be the only problem. Um, I see, but um, if they can if they can help out the passing lanes, you know, Utah had a lot of shitty defenders. I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh, uh, so. If, if Gobert got beat in a pick and roll, they brought Gobert away from the basket, right? You, you're not going to be able to do that as much with Minnesota. Um, I think they have more switchable players. Um, so I, I, I don't think it's th that big of a deal. I think Torian Prince is a pretty good defender. He can help out a little bit um, and whatnot. Now let's look at Utah's side. Is Donovan Mitchell next? Mike Conley's probably next, but is Donovan Mitchell after him? And if Mike Conley's next, where's Mike Conley going? Is Mike Conley still a starter? Uh, his contract says he's a starter, but is he really a starter? He's taken st several steps back. Um, you know, uh, uh, Patrick Beverly. Patrick Beverly goes right there. He's probably Mike Conley's backup, unless they move Mike Conley. Then he might have a chance to start. Uh, maybe they buy out Patrick Beverly. Um, I've heard that Patrick Beverly has been taught. Uh, there's possible of a buyout for Patrick Beverly, and the Lakers might be an option. Um, uh, Malik Beasley uh, probably becomes Donovan Mitchell's uh, backup. Um, Balmoral. Uh, now he's going to a team that we don't know if they're rebuilding or if they're retooling. I, I don't know what's going on, but they did get rid of Royce O'Neal. Um, I'm hearing a lot of things that, that Donovan Mitchell's next. Um, do I hear Knicks? Do I hear Miami? 
is he gonna uh, get a lot of picks? Is Utah is Utah ready? I mean, I, I mean, everyone's trying to to, to bomb for Wambanyanya. However you say his name, regardless, um, I uh, yeah, uh, Vanderbilt I think is going to get a lot of minutes. I think Bogdanovich is probably gone. I think Utah is going to clean the house. They just haven't been able to find some takers yet. So that's how that goes. I mean, I'm not going to grade the trade um, because it's going to be almost a wait and see. I think that this will work out for Minnesota. I also think they gave him a boatload of a boatload to get him, and I think that the the the, the haul that Utah gives me got or got for him. Makes me think that Donovan Mitchell's next, Mike Conley's after, or vice versa, and Bogdanovich is probably gone too. So that's that. So that was a monster trade, and um, that happened while uh, right over the weekend I was out of town in Iowa. Um, wow, could not believe that. Could not believe that. Uh, then um, Atlanta was able. So we're going to go to another trade. Atlanta sent. Uh, Kevin Horder to Sacramento for a first round pick. I think it's lottery protected. Um, but that was a, a very interesting move. We knew when they got Murray uh, that they might be clearing out some uh, wings. We knew that before they got Murray that they might clear out some wings. But the addition of Murray um, made me think that um, they're. Uh, you know, they cleared out some wings. So, regardless of that, so Horner goes over to Sacramento where he could possibly be a starter um, or battle Malik Monk for the starting spot. Um, I think Sacramento got better, uh, adding two really good shooting guards um, and then obviously adding uh, Keegan Murray as a forward. But, um, anyways, I, I really think that, uh, that, um, you know, this is a good deal. And then, and then Atlanta got a, a, a lottery-protected first-round pick. So um, they were able to acquire another first-round pick uh, that they gave up three of them for, to get Murray. So um, pretty good deal for both, if you if you think about it. Because uh, with Bogdanovich and Horder, you're going to have a little, you're have two of those fighting for the backup uh, two-guard position. So, um, yeah. I really, I really, uh, I really like that move. So, but, um, anyways, then, uh, as a Bucks fan, you hate to see it, but the Boston Celtics made a brilliant trade and they acquired Malcolm Brogdon from the Indiana Pacers. And Malcolm Brogdon is going who is, uh, he's, he's, he's a starter quality player and he's going to Boston to be a backup. And he's going to get a lot of minutes because they, so he's going to get pretty much all Derek White's minutes. So in my opinion, Derek White's going to be reserved. Like Malcolm Brogdon just leapfrogged him in, in the in the in the, the pecking order. White's going to get some minutes, but he's going to get like Peyton Pritchard minutes now. Um, he's not going to get his normal. Brogdon's going to get him. Brogdon might even get a little bit more. So and if Marcus Smart struggles, I wouldn't be surprised if they traded him. If he struggles, I don't think they'll trade him this offseason. But if he struggles, I would not be surprised to see them uh, deal him away um, and give the starting point guard job to Malcolm Brogdon. But Malcolm Brogdon is a brilliant player to to mesh with this team. And, and I'm just beyond surprised that that they uh, um, that they did that. So, but um, yeah, so anyways, um, really 
love, actually, what <laughs> Boston did there. I mean, I still think the Bucks are going to be the team to be if, if everyone's healthy. But um, so yeah, three three trades right there. More to come. The, 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 the moment Kevin Durant trade happens, the moment Kyrie Irving trade happens, I'll probably do an emergency pod. We'll, 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 we'll break down that sh- and see what happens and go from there. So uh, I hope you enjoyed that. I hope you got a little bit of a recap. Um, and and uh, we'll, we'll be back um, maybe doing more free agency uh, and breaking down trades. Uh, maybe I'll do a summer league uh, pod too. So, all right. Well, you guys all have a good uh rest of the week and we will talk to you again next week possibly